Thank you for joining us for this week's message from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. Each week we share thought-provoking and life-changing teachings on topics that are important and relevant to you in your life. We hope that you will be encouraged by our weekly podcast and will tune in regularly. Now let's join the First Christian Church of Great Bend for this week's message. So today we are in week two of our sermon series called At the Movies. And what we're doing in this series to have a bit of fun this summer, but also to learn some profound things, is using the power of movies to help bring to light a couple of different complex biblical themes that we might not have the ability to kind of wrap our brain around if we were just reading scriptural text. So today, what I would like to help us to do to celebrate this amazing country that we live in, given that it's 4th of July weekend, right? And I'm glad you guys showed up. I didn't think anybody was going to show up this morning. So thanks for being here, right? Is that with a little help from the Lego movie, and how many of you guys have seen the Lego movie? Some of you people need to get a life. It's a great little movie. You guys need it. It's actually pretty profound and theological in a whole bunch of different ways. So go watch it if you haven't seen it. So with a little help from the Lego movie, what I want to do is I want to get into how God created us to be creators or how God created us to be co-creators with him and then get into how, in a sense, the United States of America was the first country in the history of the world that gave humans the freedom to tap in to our creative powers. And then how that's changed everything about everything. Or I want to give you a, a view of American history that you may have never thought about before with a kind of a theological twist to it. So I hope you guys uh, get a lot out of this. So there's a theme that runs throughout all of Scripture which reveals that as human beings, we're not just created to follow the rules and that's it. But instead, we were created to create. And to see this, all we have to do is go back to the beginning where God is in the process of creating the heavens and the earth. Because what you find in the first creation story is an ancient account of how God went about creating and ordering and shaping the heavens and the earth. And in this process of creating, not only does God speak things into existence, which is amazing to think about, right? Let there be light. There was light. Let there be a dome in the midst of the waters. Let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind. But then on the sixth day, we also find God creating these beings that have the ability to create. Genesis 1.26 describes it in this way, and you've probably never thought about this before. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. Let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. Now, Oftentimes, the way that this verse is interpreted is that what it means for humans to be created in the image of God is that unlike animals, we were created with the ability to think and reason just like God. And to a certain extent, I agree with that. I think that's there. But what I would like to add to this interpretation by reading this verse in context is that the main image we are given of God in the first creation story is that God is a creator, right? What's God doing in Genesis 1? You open up the first part of the Bible, and what's he doing? He's creating. He's putting things together. Which means, what it means for us to be created in God's image is that we are also called to be creators. So if God is the creator, and we are created in God's image, then that means we are creators. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that, like God, we have the ability to, you know, 
speak the universe into existence or we have the ability to create something from nothing. No, what it means is that from this good world that God has given to us, we have been given the ability to use what God has provided, hopefully with his help and guidance, to make shape and order things and systems as God's chosen managers or as God's stewards of the world. That's another idea that is behind this whole idea of stewardship. Or to make this very simple, let me show you one of my favorite scenes from the Lego movie that, that puts it all into perspective. So check this out. One time I wanted to have a bunch of my friends over to watch TV, not unlike this TV that just showed up magically. And not everybody can fit on my one couch. And I thought to myself, well, what if there was such a thing as a bunk bed, but as a couch? Introducing the double-decker couch. So everyone could watch TV together and be buddies. That is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Please, Wildstyle, let me handle this. That idea is just the worst. Now, besides the fact that um, building a double-decker couch is just absurd and hilarious, this scene actually puts into perspective a pretty complex theme that it's kind of hard to get your brain around and that you and I were created by God to create. Because in essence, what it means for you and I to be co-creators is that basically this world that God created for us is nothing more than a tub of Legos. How many of you at some time in your life have had a tub of Legos in your house? Right? If you haven't, you haven't had kids or something, I don't know what's going on. We've all had it. We've all stepped on them and cursed some things because they really do hurt. So just like we can take a tub of Legos and make anything that we want to make um, only limited by our imagination, we have been given the ability to take everything that God has created in this world and form and shape whatever we want. Our imagination is the only thing that, in a sense, holds us back. Or, or take this stool, for instance. Have you guys ever noticed how magnificent my preaching stool is? Do you know what goes into creating something this simple that we take for granted every single day? Not only do you have to have people that climb into holes to dig this stuff out of the earth, but then they've got to take it to places where they then smelt it and put it all together in different combinations. So you've got to have chemists and people doing all that kind of stuff. And it's just amazing. If you've never watched anything on the smelting of metal, it's absolutely incredible what they have to do and the temperatures and all that kind of stuff. And then that's just the basic. It's just a sheet. And then they've got to have someone who forms and molds it and makes it just like that so I can sit on my throne every single week. Right? It's pretty amazing when you think about it. And then I don't know if you guys realize this, but this piano, it didn't just fall out of the sky and land there. Do you guys realize this? There are hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands of people who went into creating this simple machine that we listen to every single week that we praise God to, right? You've got the intricacies on the inside, the metal that's going on there, the wood, and how it's formed in just right ways, and people do this for a living to create something that magnificent. And then, look at this building that we're sitting in. Look around. It didn't just happen. There were a bunch of people who had to do a whole lot of work in a bunch of different areas, there were people who were hammering and nails and sheetrock and they had these skills and they put it all together based on the plan of a person who just sits around and dreams stuff up like this and puts it on a piece of paper. And then there's the clothes on your back. And then there's those phones that you're watching instead of paying attention to this sermon. <laughs> Which are all things that show that a part of what it means to be created in God's image is that we were created. To create. Or, or to push this even further. 
Think about the world that you live in. Think about your home. Just sitting there in the front room, look around your home. Think about driving down the road. Think about just sitting at work and everything that surrounds you. Because it is there you'll see just how immersed and enmeshed our lives are. Not in, in the world as God created it to be in the beginning, but in the world as we have created it. And all of that's because not only did God give us the ability to build double-decker couches, right? And if any of you create a double-decker couch, please call me. I, I really do. I've always wanted to see it, one, and I want to sit on the top and see what that's all about, right? Uh, without hurting people. But he also gave us the ability to create everything from carpets to phones to planes, spaceships, glasses. How many of you couldn't function without your glasses? I didn't, I didn't want you to raise your hands, but everybody raised their hand. <laughs> I could barely see it, though, because I didn't have my glasses on, right? And who knows what's next? I mean, we, we now hold these um, phones, these computers in our pocket, right? And they're this big, and they have more power than those computers back in the 50s and 60s that were like three blocks long. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible, the world that we live in. But to even push this further, not only... Did God give us the ability to create things from stuff? He also gave us the ability to create systems. And what I mean by systems are things like laws and policies and business models and philosophies, which we then use to create communities and societies and even governments and countries. Or another way that we live into this gift that God has given to us as co-creators is that we as humans, for good and for evil, have been given the ability to create our own realities. And to see this, all you have to do is think back to that civics or history class that you were forced to take. Because what was going on in that class when you weren't paying attention was a description of the history of the world being played out right in front of you, right? Human civilization. And what was going on there is human beings were creating and ordering their lives in the best way they knew how. Or people coming together using the resources that God had provided them, both physical and mental, to create a reality to live in. That's what human history is all about, co-creation, which, by the way, is a reality that's going on right now on a smaller scale at your work, in those organizations you belong to, even your family life. Because, again, we have been gifted as human beings with this ability to create our worlds. Come on now. Isn't that amazing? And the thing that it did for me when I realized this, I'm like, well, wait a minute. This world that we live in, is, it's not just the way it is because it's the way it is. No, no, we have a part to play in this. We can take something we don't like and we can change it. If there's something that needs to be made, we can make it. It's absolutely astounding, this gift that God has given to us as co-creators. Okay, so now that you have this, a basic understanding of what it means to be co-creators, now let me show you very generally, and this is very general here, how our American forefathers developed the brilliant system of government. Though it's not perfect, we still got a lot of work to do, that actually released the power of human creativity on the world. 
So what happens when you take kind of this 50,000-foot view of the history of the world is you will find that as human beings begin to organize themselves into communities and then into states and countries is that for much of history, most governmental systems look something like this. You had an emperor. You had someone who was in charge, a king, someone who was barking orders. And the way that that person came to power was usually through some sort of violent conflict, right? Survival of the fittest. If you were the strongest, you were the one who was going to be on top. Then once that leader gained control, they were basically about two things. Number one, building up their military so they could remain in control. And number two, providing for their wants and needs, living the the good life, if you will. Which means where everybody else fits into that particular way of organizing life, which is almost 95% of history, by the way, is that their job was basically to do something to help and support the one in control. It was all about those who were in control. The soldiers were paid to go out and defend and conquer even more people for the sake of the kingdom. The farmers and ranchers who raised crops and animals produced for the sake of the kingdom. Traders bought and sold for the good of the kingdom. Skilled workers fixed what was broken for the sake of the kingdom. And on and on I could go in almost every single area of life. So what I want you to get here is that these societies were built around the wants and whims and needs of those who were in power, which means normal people, their job was to basically find a place to fit in the system like a cog in a machine so they could just survive. And it's a gross generalization. I get that. But if you'll look at history, for 95% of history, that's the way the world worked. And a side effect to this kind of governance was that people were not free to go out and create. People were not free to go out and live into the lives that God created them for. And so you don't have these big leaps. You don't have these new technologies. You have people just grinding every single day doing what they're supposed to do to survive. And then the American experience happened, the American experiment, if you will. Because what many of our forefathers experienced under the weight of the king of England being cogs in his machine, what they did in response to that is they developed a system of government that was not about the wants and whims of the one in power, but it was a government of the people, by the people, for the people. Or it was about setting people free from their place in the king's system so they could go out and create the kind of life that they wanted to create. Now, this is something that we take for granted every single day. This is normal. This is how it's supposed to be, right? That's not how it was for most of human history. Little people didn't matter. We didn't matter. We were just a part of the system. And then these guys came in and came up with these ideas like, wait a minute, we're tired of people telling us what to do. And then the revolution happened as a result of this government. Is that this freedom in turn unleashed the power of human creativity on the world in ways that have never been seen before. Which not only led to ordinary people going out to create their own lives, but it also unleashed human beings to come up with creative solutions to the problem they faced in life, to make their own world. And as a result of that, you get the creation and development of things that change the world forever. Things we take for granted we don't even think about, right? Things like tractors. You don't think of a tractor being something that changed the world, but it did. Combines, right? And and that slow development over time of how things got better and better. You've got railroads, right? All we think of railroads these days is, dagnabbit, it stopped and I can't get around it, right? Highways. Highways are a modern thing. 
light bulbs, cars, jets, indoor plumbing. You can't underestimate the power of indoor plumbing. Air conditioners, medicines, healthcare, radio, TVs, and a whole lot of other things that we get to take for granted. Not only that, but this, this revolution opened up space for the creation and tweaking of systems and philosophies that, that not only helped this great country to thrive, but has also begun to spread throughout the world, making things better for a whole lot more people. Things like representative democracy. We take it for granted that we get to vote. That's very, very new. And what blows me away is some people don't go vote. Wait a minute. People fought and died for this. You're not going to go vote? Oh, I just don't have time. Oh, get off your horse and go do... Anyway. Well, we have representative democracy. We have a government with built-in checks and balances. Now, that makes it messy and crazy and gives us something to watch on Fox News or CNN. But it's gotten us this far. But then there's these ideals of freedom. Equality. Every person is created equal. That's not the way most people fought for most of human history. Justice for all. It doesn't matter if you are rich or poor. There's a court system that you can go and try to defend yourself. There's the American dream, where it's not just about the rich becoming richer, but there's places in there for you to live into your dreams, open markets. And then there's human rights, right? There's these basic rights that if you're a human being, then you get to have these things. These are only like 40 years old. And all of this, has come out of, has grown up in, has been shaped by the American experiment. Which means what I hope you're catching a glimpse of is that one of the most important things that this country has done for the betterment of the world is that it has set people free to be what God created us to be. The result being that now, statistically speaking, and I don't care what they say on the news channels, we live in the most peaceful and prosperous time in the history of the world by far. And what I would argue is the greatest country the world has ever known. Now, of course, we have a long way to go. And we have some ideals that we're not even close to living into, and we've got some work to do. But it's my prayer that with God's help, with God's guidance and direction, that we as Christians will continue to play our part in causing heaven to come crashing into earth by using our God-given abilities to create, shape, mold, and order a better world for everyone who lives. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because we have the ability to do it. And then... One last thing, I think the way we need to celebrate all of this is by eating until we can't see straight. <laughs> and then, blowing stuff up. <laughs> Let us pray. Oh, Father, we're blown away by this idea that you created us to be creators we take a step back and kind of look at all the things of the world that we now take for granted and, and all that's gone into the creation of all of that. It's just absolutely amazing. But even more than that, Lord, we're, we're blown away by this country being really the first place in the world where people were set free 
to go out and create their own lives. And in turn, started creating things for the sake of this world, making things better for everybody. So help us, O oh Lord, not only just to celebrate this country that we live in and the freedoms that we have been given, but help us to truly devote our lives to being the kind of people that use that freedom to make, shape, mold, and create a better world, not just for ourselves, but for everyone. Because that's what the kingdom of God is all about. We ask this all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week. Thank you.